Thursday from 10 to 1. It's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Underway for a Tuesday. Day two of Daylight Saving Time. Day three. Day three, actually. Well, I could care less on Sunday, so day two. Yeah, Sunday I can sleep all day. Monday and Tuesday, it's back to work again. I tried seeing if bacon would help yesterday. It didn't seem to help. Well, it's worth a try. I know. I mean, it's supposed to be a superfood. Well, it's... Technically not a superfood, it's just really super in terms of food. That's what I said. Yeah. Superfood. Well, not the same. Super and a food. Uh-huh. Um, also, superfood and helping keep healthy. You are, are you are you a superman as far as you're concerned? Well, um, I, I consider it a superfood because okay. I, um, you know, I eat bacon at least every week. But I can say you can be a superman, but you're not superman. It's been in two and a half years. Bacon is really super in terms of food, but not a superfood. Well, for me, it's a superfood. I, I'm at two and a half years of COVID. I eat bacon nearly every week. No, I've never had COVID coincidence. But in my experience, I don't the think so. Actual superfoods don't taste good at all. Well, bacon is the exception, apparently. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. It is uh, phone lines open 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through this morning, uh, our emails also chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. Hey, the Dow futures are up 12 points. Twelve, yeah, that yeah, that's not very. Many. That'll make up for the four hundred point loss yesterday. See, you're not good at no. math either. <laughs> and will not make up for the four hundred point loss. Another huge swing on uh, the Dow yesterday, um, and, and the volatility is just going to continue until um, what's going on in Ukraine. I'm guessing. Um, also, this week, beginning today. The Fed is meeting. We'll find out how much they're going to raise interest rates. I don't think there's any way in the world they can't raise interest rates, even with what's going on in Ukraine, because we're sitting at almost 8% of inflation last month. And the White House even said last week, expect that to go higher than 8% in the near future. So uh, I just don't. I don't see any way at all that the Fed can say, you know what, this, what's going on with Russia here? We maybe want to take a breath and, and wait to raise. I think it's going to be raised. Uh, we just don't know if it's going to be you know, a quarter point or half a point. I think, this is just my opinion, um, I think possibly that had the Ukraine and everything happening around the Ukraine not had happened, they might have raised it a half a point, and they may instead just do a quarter point at this particular time. Yeah, I have no idea what they're going to do. The only thing sure is I, I can almost guarantee um, that they're going to be raising. And we'll find out. Um, they've got two days of meetings, so sometime this week we're going to find out exactly how much that that's going to uh, go up. Um, the bond prices uh, are going up already, which means that the bond market believes. Matter of fact, it's back to pre-COVID levels right now in the bond market. Uh, that means the bond market believes that interest rates are also going to be raised this week as we follow along we'll talk more uh with jeremiah bates coming up here uh, about the stock market coming up a little over an hour from right now on the way for you this morning also a um, chance for you to uh, pick yourself up some fantastic food huck house brunchette um we've got a 50 dollars gift certificate that's also our sweet deal of the week coming up friday so you might want to make take note of that because this will sell out very 
very quickly. Should, yeah. Yeah, coming up Friday morning, uh, as they usually do. Um, also, sister station of uh, Huck House is Biscuit and Hogs. Chris and I will be broadcasting live Thursday morning from Biscuit and Hogs for St. Patty's Day mm. and for the NCAA tur- Oh, I can't say NCAA. For the basketball tournament. Yeah, for the the big games. The big games <laughs> that are going to be going on uh, starting on Thursday. And that includes the um, team from Boise, the mm-hmm. mus- those Mustangs. The one from right here in the state? Right here in the yeah. state. Um, they will be playing beginning at uh, 1045. Now, well, uh, they've wild, got... Wild horses couldn't get me to miss that. <laughs> uh, they've got uh, big screens throughout Biscuit and Hogs if you've never been there. Yeah. So you can take advantage of watching the game. They're going to turn off the game when uh, tip-off happens, and we're going to listen to Bob Beeler and Abe Jackson and the call of the game because they're much better. Um, so that's going to be going on coming up. What? I don't even think I can say Bob Beeler. Yeah, I think you can say Bob Beeler. No, Nate said I can't. Oh, really? Yeah. It's owned by Learfield. He's paid by Learfield Sports, so I can't, can I can't say, even say. Can you say Learfield Sports? Um, I think I can say Learfield Sports. Okay. Yeah. Considering we just said it four times in a row. Yeah. I'm kind I, of hoping I, we can. I don't believe, though, I can say the names of the people who are calling the game. Okay. Um, while we are at there, because this is a promotion. Um, so it, just hypothetically, if it were Bob Beeler and, say, Abe Jackson, you wouldn't be able to say that. Right. Okay. Hypothetically. So we'll be sure you don't. Yeah. So I won't, I won't say that. Okay. Man, this is difficult to do. I know. Uh, <laughs> so you've got St. Patty's Day. You've got the basketball games going on on the big screen televisions. We're going to kick off your day. $1 green beer all day. That's right. $1 green beer all day beginning at 6 o'clock until close of business on Thursday. That's for St. Patty's Day. Again, green on purpose, right? Green on purpose. Okay. Uh, kegs and eggs. <laughs> That's what will be going on. Um, Making a portmanteau. Yeah. Kegs uh, so, with two I mean, Gs. Th- it's going to be so much fun. Um, we invite you to join us. Like I said, we're going to be broadcasting live beginning at 6 o'clock. Come in for breakfast. Stay all day if you'd like. Um, and enjoy um, the basketball action at Biscuit and Hogs in Meridian. Nate Shellman, of course, then will come in and do his show later in the afternoon. Um, like I said, we're celebrating St. Patty's Day and the start of the basketball games. The bas- I can say tournament, right? Yeah, I can say tournament. Basketball tournament. Yeah. You, you know which one I'm talking about. Um, all day the, Biscuit the, and Hogs. The, the good one. Yes. Right. Yeah, the, the, the reason every March that we go absolutely mad. See, I can say that. I just can't yeah. say the other words. I was reading the other day about how they've uh, uh, limited now where you can have the uh, NCAA finals because they determined a few years ago that it has to be uh, a basketball arena that has at least 40,000 seats. And the interesting part about that is there aren't any actual basketball arenas that have 40,000 seats, so you have to go in a dome stadium, which is why they only hold this in dome stadiums now and why we've had more than 100,000 people view a basketball game before in in Dallas. I had a uh, couple of friends who went to San Antonio mm-hmm. and watched a game there one time and they said it was ridiculous because they had like nosebleed seats and they said you literally couldn't see anything. They were so far away. Wow. They got the feeling of the crowd of course cheering and yelling but it's like it was so far away that it, it was ridiculous trying to watch the game. They had the uh, pleasure of, of, you know, after the game was over, instead of just switching to a different channel or something, uh, you know, they had to go all the way home. 
Yeah. Uh, see, and this that, is, you can tell how old I am because I'm starting to worry about that sort of thing. Well, the other thing is. How do we get home? You had to worry about getting out, you know, parking there and yeah. getting out and, and taking hours to get out of that, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with you. It's like if you can't see the game. And, and that was one difference, like like Portland. We told you those people people that are going to get your tickets to the game in Portland. Um, there's not a bad seat in that place. You're, you're going to get a good view because it's a very you know intimate venue. There's no bad seats, um, so you're going to have a good time. Once again, this is all going to be going on beginning at six o'clock. Hopefully, you'll come out and join us. Biscuit and hogs coming up here this coming Thursday morning for St. Patty's Day. I can't mm-hmm. say St. Patty's Day, right? As far as I know, it's not copyrighted by okay, anybody in particular. Um, we, didn't even, we didn't even copyright copyright patio furniture when we had a chance. <laughs> let's get a check on uh, sports this morning. Brought to you by um, a location that is right across the street from Biscuit and Hogs. Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Don't forget St. Patty's Day. They're helping to celebrate, too. Corned beef and cabbage green sandwiches. Yes, on purpose. That will also have corned beef and cabbage soup. Beginning at 10.30 on Thursday, get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Good morning. We're all looking forward to the NCAA tournament around here. Of course, Boise State basketball is heard exclusively on KBOI. And the Broncos' magical season keeps getting even better. For just the second time in school history, the Bronco basketball team has been ranked 23rd by both the Associated Press and the coaches' polls. The Mountain West regular season and tournament champs are seated 8th in the coming NCAA tournament and they'll face the 9 Memphis in the first round Thursday. The winner most likely is going to face top seed at Gonzaga on Saturday. Abu Kijab was asked about the team not looking ahead to the matchup with the Zags. We take it one day at a time. You just can't think too far ahead in those situations, you know. you got to handle business first, and if we lose to Memphis, we can't play Gonzaga, so got to be Memphis first. Memphis beat the Broncos in the NIT last season 59-56. to our coverage on 670 KBOI will begin at 11 a.m. Thursday from Portland. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. And just a reminder, Thursday's game against Memphis will be heard on 670 KBOI. We'll go to air with pregame. Bob Beeler and Abe Jackson will start at 11 o'clock Thursday morning. Tip-off is scheduled for 1145. I'm Rick Worthington. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 623, he is Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in, being a part of the show. You can be an even bigger part of the show by calling us at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless Toll-free, 1-800-529-5264, from wherever you might be listening. The uh, Idaho legislature, um, in in talking to the lawmakers, uh, every one of them so far has said that their goal is to be done by next week. You can kind of tell that things are speeding up, bills getting passed. Some of them, I think that's the only gal- the only uh, goal they came into this session with. It's <laughs> be out by March 25th. Right. <laughs> um, it looks like, unless the governor does not sign the bill... Uh, bill passed yesterday so that uh, I don't have to get my car. Emissions checked every two years. Oh, yeah. You pay that $18 every two years. That's good news. I think the the business for those those guys with those vans is really going to tail off. You think? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that goes to the governor. Um, Idaho also officially became the first state to pass a Texas-style abortion ban yesterday. That bill went to the governor. 
um, ask Marissa Morrison, little spokesperson, said that the governor hadn't seen the bill, doesn't comp, uh, comment on pending legislation, so we don't know if he is going to uh, pass or sign or veto that bill. Um, however, he has not vetoed a bill yet this year, so it passed <laughs> the uh, House 51 to 14. No Democratic support to pass the bill. Somebody's out there. I like those odds. It is a little different than Texas. Uh, Texas, anybody can sue the doctor, which just seems weird. Um, but in this particular bill, um, only family members and specific family members, um, father, mother, sister, brother, those directly aunt, then. aunt and uncles can, uh, can sue the pro- abortion provider up to four years after the abortion takes place. One degree of separation. Yeah. All right. The U.S. Supreme Court has allowed the Texas law to remain in place until a court challenge is decided on its merits. The Texas Supreme Court ruled against abortion providers last week, dealing what many considered to be the final blow to their legal challenge. The um, A rapist, by the way, in this particular bill for Idaho would not be able to file a lawsuit, just their relatives. Yeah, that's probably wise. It, Idaho is just one of several states uh, that have taken recent st- steps towards uh, restricting abortions, by the way, in Missouri. Anti-abortion proposals in the House uh, could allow lawsuits against those who help residents cross state lines for the procedure, as well as making the abortion of non-viable pregnancies a crime. So, you know, in, in states like Texas, we've heard where this has passed and been going on for a few months, people are going across state lines. In Missouri, if this bill passes... Anybody who helps someone go across the state line would also be allowed to be sued, not just the doctors. Mm. Oklahoma, also working on a bill. Arizona lawmakers are pushing a bill that will prohibit abortions after 15 weeks. It's modeled after the Mississippi law. By the way, I hardly ever hear that, actually, that phrase. What's that? Modeled after the Mississippi law. (laughs) By the way, uh, if you're wondering, there is one thing in common in all these states that are trying, trying to pass that bill. Mm, you know what that is, right? Republican? Yeah, they're yeah. all Republican. They're all yeah. red states. Your thoughts, if you'd like to weigh in this Shocker. morning, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Once again, you can also text us, same as our main number. We'll talk more uh, about uh, Ammon Bundy and the case of baby Cyrus. Uh, by the way, if you want to listen in, Nate Shellman, uh talked to... The uh, baby Cyrus's grandfather yesterday, spokesman for the family. If you want to hear that, uh, it's located on the podcast, kboi.com. You can click on that, talk to him for um, oh, God, probably a good 40 minutes yesterday. Um, got a little contentious at times, uh, but anyway, you can take a listen to uh, that on the podcast. You can also click through on our fan page at uh, KBOI on uh, Facebook. KBOI News Time 627. This is Casper and Chris, News Talk KBOI. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 8.34. Don't forget, coming up this Friday once again, we've got another KBOI sweet deal, another deal that you're going to love to have. You've never been there. Chris and I have been there numerous times. We've done a couple of shows live from Huck House Brunchette. Located at 7135 West State Street. We've got a $50 gift certificate uh, for you that it's only going to cost you $25. Um, it's even better than that because they also have a new brunch at Blue Bench 
brunchette. So your $50 sweet deal is good for either Huck House brunchette or the brand new Blue Bench uh, Blue Bench brunchette located at 4218 West Overland Road. It just opened up a few months oh, ago. So that's why they say the brunchettes. The brunchettes, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Um, you, you, mimosas. They've got uh, tasty brunch recipes that you won't find anywhere else. Some unique items. Um, six unique eggs benedicts. So if you like eggs benedicts, they've got six different types to choose from. Once again, this will all go on sale Friday morning at 9 a.m. You want to go to KBOI.com a couple minutes before to make sure that you are registered because, as I mentioned, these always go fast. And once again, they'll go fast again coming up here this week. Also, stick around, sister. Uh, we have a chance for you to get a uh, Huck House Brunchette gift certificate for free today. As a matter of fact, a couple of chances to get those coming up for free today. Uh, listen in for our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible question in about 20 minutes. We'll let you start working on that. Plus, we have uh, no answer from yesterday, so we still have the Huck House Brunchette to give away uh, from yesterday. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. We got a double shot of Huck House Brunchette for you today, so make sure you're listening in to win. Set your speed dial 208-336-3700. In Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 641. The KBOI Million Dollar Bracket Challenge is underway. Uh, You know the teams. Just make sure that you uh, get registered and get entered in today for your chance at $1 million for a perfect bracket. Did you fill yours up? Not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm still studying. Uh, you can also win $10,000 if you get 60 games correct and bragging rights if you can uh, beat Chris, myself, Nate, and Rick Worthington. So get your bracket filled out today at KBOI.com. It's brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Blake and Caldwell, thank you for being patient this morning uh, and participating in the show. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Well, first of all, gentlemen, patients aren't just for doctors. <laughs> okay. Um. You know, I listened to your energy talk yesterday, and, you know, everybody's looking at windmills and all this other garbage, and everything from our automobiles to our homes to you name it can be powered by the most abundant resource in the known universe, which is hydrogen. Everything in this world has hydrogen in it, and hydrogen is the only periodic element on the periodic table that can either be positive one or negative one that changes its valence due to what the initiator or the precursor is. I was just going to say that. And there is a technology right now that I have seen in Germany that is about the size of a small microwave. And you charge this hydrogen cell... It's got distilled water in it, and you charge mm-hmm. this hydrogen cell with 220 volt for about five hours, and it'll run a 3,500-square-foot home for almost two years before it needs charged again. Now, how much does this cost? Because that, that that's going to be, I mean, if it, it's a great thing, but if it costs $200,000, nobody's going to buy it. It's about 3500 bucks. And how close is it to coming to market? It's actually been in the market for quite a while, but the oil companies and everyone else keep stopping it. And how do they do that? How do they do that? Like back in the 1950s, 
there was a gentleman that created a hydrogen motor that ran on hydrogen. You put distilled water in your car, and it burned the hydrogen and put out nothing but oxygen. So how the, the how oil the oil companies stop in this? Car companies bought it and put it on a shelf. So it's actually not the oil companies who stopped it. It's the person who sold it to the oil companies, basically, who stopped it. Right. The oil companies and the car companies. That was one of the last things they wanted to see because this hydrogen motor that he developed was incredible. A couple, and, of, a couple of years ago, I, I read an article that said that the, you know, the hydrogen fuel was the next big thing because you know, of how easy it is and how plentiful and uh, they said that you know they were building hydrogen gas or not gas stations but hydrogen stations filling stations uh, starting in China and then since then I haven't heard a word about it well that's wanna... just it what really amazes me is here it is the perfect alternative fuel yeah it is a thousand percent abundant i mean you know yeah. everything has hydrogen in it and it's not being utilized, explored, or marketed, and it's it's there. I mean, I've seen this uh, little generator that's running this house, and it's incredible. It's totally quiet. You know, it yep. provides him all the energy he needs for everything he does. Interesting. Thank you for the call, uh, Blake. Appreciate it's, it. Your it's thoughts? A, it's a good idea, I think. KBY News Time, 645. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, you, if it's $3,500 and it actually works... I mean, the federal government can get involved in this and say, no, you gotta, you got to release this. Let's start doing it. Let's get a check out what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian, the place to go for lunch. Open every day, 1030 in the morning, Monday through Saturday. Don't forget, they're opening up uh, 1030 for lunch, and you can get uh, on Thursday, you can get corned beef and cabbage soup. And team that up with a green corned beef and cabbage sandwich. By the way, it's green on purpose. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Fat Guys, Fresh Deli and Meridian. Good morning. We look to the NFL. Well, the NFL teams will have a little bit more money to spend this year. Some teams are already out blowing as much of it as they possibly can. Take the Los Angeles Chargers for a minute. They're giving former New England Patriots cornerback J.C. Jackson a five-year deal worth $82.5 million that includes $40 million in guaranteed money. Now, this is all according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Jackson, who just concluded his fourth NFL season with the Patriots, earned his first Pro Bowl selection. His eight interceptions were second in the NFL behind the Cowboys cornerback uh, Trayvon Diggs, who had 11. Patriots coach Bill Belichick noted the Jackson's knack for coming up with the football during the season when he said, you leave any trash laying on the ground, he's just going to pick it up. Jackson sometimes liked to call himself uh, by his self-introduced nickname, Mr. INT, did total 25 interceptions since he entered the league with the Patriots. And now the Chargers are going to pay him five-year deal, $82.5 million, $40 million guaranteed. I'm Rick Worthington. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's time for the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Jim Polo. Dr. Polo, good morning. Good morning. 
Doctor, although we made the uh, switch to that horrible daylight saving time uh, this past weekend, I- I'm feeling a little out of sync. Is that common? Oh, yes. It's actually very common. The fact is that spring and fall, uh, when we have a time change, it's just enough to really kind of mess up our internal clocks, which is usually referred to as the circadian rhythm. So it puts us out of sync and usually creates a, a bunch of ripple effects. What kind of effects are we talking about? Well, you know, the usual thing that folks will complain about is feeling groggy, they're not quite feeling right, they're just a little bit off, but believe it or not, studies show that in the days following daylight times uh, shift, there's an increase of heart attacks, increase of suicide, increase of automobile accidents, and increase uh, of work-related injuries. So the, the key is that internal circadian rhythm really is um, important for, for good functioning. All right, since ignoring this twice-a-year time change isn't really an option, what should we do to make the transition easier? Yeah, that's, a, that's the best question. Um, it's important to really kind of set up uh, sleep habits that are very regular. So going to sleep and waking up at the same time, creating a sense of schedule for yourself that's the same for weekdays and weekends. And it's important throughout the year, not just, you know, three weeks before a, a time change. And then for exercise, you know, exercise is an important way to really regulate your your circadian rhythm. And it's better to exercise really actually a few hours before nighttime. Now, that's not practical for a lot of folks, but if you can exercise toward the evening, it helps with sleep. These factors kind of help keep your internal clock on schedule so that those shifts, although they're still hard, will be a little bit easier uh, in the long run. Now that the start of spring is less than a week away, allergy sufferers are already wondering about what's in store for them over the next few weeks. Is there any indication of what kind of hay fever season we might be looking at this year? Yeah. Well, it's hard to predict at any specific one point, uh, you know, in, in, in the country, uh, depending on uh, uh, where, where people uh, live. But a recent report from the Asthma and Allergy Foundation has found that Climate change with warmer temperatures is actually causing the pollen season uh, to be longer, you know, as much as 27 days longer than it was in the mid-1990s. So is the length of allergy season our our only concern? Well, it's a big part of the problem, um, but it's not just the length. It, It turns out that warmer temperatures create more pollen that becomes airborne. The allergens tend to be stronger. And consequently, the allergic symptoms that people experience tend to be worse. And so it's to remember, you don't have to always kind of grin and bear it, but when the pollen counts are high, a couple things that folks can do, keeping their windows closed, you know, using the air condition with filters rather than uh, using open windows, uh, and doing the same thing uh, for your car. Uh, and then for folks that really have, you know, symptoms, particularly with that nasal congestion, uh, nasal sprays, antihistamines can be really helpful And then, as always, if folks are really struggling, see your primary care doc. Sometimes they may be able to help you with different medications or test and find out if there's some specific allergies that need to be addressed. That is the KBOI Medical Moment, brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr. Jim Polo, thanks for joining us this morning on KBOI. Thank you. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Oh, ahead of the opening here in about uh, 19 minutes. The Dow is up 173 points. 
after wild swings yesterday, over 800 points at one point. Haven't uh, recovered that as of yet. Looks like we'll continue uh, with the wild swings and volatility that we have seen since the first. It's it's so weird mm-hmm. that it seems like first of January just a, a, a switch was flipped. I mean, we were just every every month for the last year just continuing to go up, going up, going up. You didn't see those wild swings and swings, and then all of a sudden on January first after Christmas time, people was like, "All right." It's time to get serious about what's going on with the economy. I'm optimistic today. You know, I mean, it's like you said, the futures, everything is up right now. It's in the green. Yeah. Uh, We'll talk with uh, Jeremiah Bates coming up here in just a little bit of what could be affecting it uh, here on the way. Um, With all the, uh, you know, kind of uh, iffy economic news, there is some good economic news for you. Idahoans uh, could start seeing their 2022 tax rebates beginning later this month. Idaho State Tax Commission will begin issuing rebates um, last week of March to full-time residents in 2020 and 2021. Individuals also need to have filed income tax returns or have filed for a grocery tax credit during those years. If you haven't done that as of yet, you might want to do that because the longer it takes for you to do that, the longer it takes for you to get your tax rebate that you are entitled to. By the end of the year, the department expects to have issued more than 800,000 rebates for a total of $350 million. Really? Yeah. Divided by 800,000? Divided by 800. Well, not 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 exactly. The more you paid in in taxes, the bigger your rebate will be. Well, of course. Everybody will get a just minimum to, of $75. I'm just trying to figure out what the average is here. Uh, specifically, the rebate will amount to 12% of your 2020 income tax bill or $75, which is whichever is greater. Now, Idaho taxpayers can calculate their rebates to find out how much they're going to be getting back by looking at their income tax they paid in 2020 on last year's state tax form 40, line 20, and then multiply that number by 0.12, and that will tell you how much you're going to get back. If it's more than $75, that's how much money you'll get back. If it's less than $75, you are going to get $75. Yeah. Taxpayers can also track their rebate online at tax.idaho.gov forward slash rebate. All right, so if, if you're wondering, once again, I'm going to give that to you here again, tax.idaho.gov forward slash rebate. You can also visit the department's website for more information. Rebates are issued in the order of the Idaho State Tax Commission receives the 2021 income tax returns with direct deposit users first. So if you've signed up for direct deposit and you've got your taxes already filed for 2021, you can be among those first people who are going to be receiving your rebate check here probably within the next couple of months. Like I said, they're going to start this here probably sometime next week or the week after. Um, once again, more info, tax.idaho.gov forward slash rebate. And uh, you can uh, find out and track oh, yeah. your rebate. We, we always tell people, by the way, I mean, if, if you can try to work it out, though, uh, so that uh, at tax time you owe them nothing and they owe you nothing. Uh, otherwise, if, if they owe you a bunch of money, you've actually lost money because they've been drawing interest on it and you <laughs> haven't. <laughs> you've been given the government a free loan. Exactly. You don't want to do that. KBY News Time, 7.15. Time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Don't forget Thursday, the place to go for lunch. Grab yourself a uh, corned beef sandwich, 
And uh, don't forget, it's it's green. And once again, it is on purpose. They also have uh, corned beef and cabbage soup that day, which, by the way, I have had. Fantastic, especially if you like corned beef and cabbage. It's just in this soup form. You'll be able to get that beginning at 1030 this Friday at Fat Guy's Fresh Deli, just off Wells Avenue in Meridian. Good morning. Well, we've got to look back where Memphis defeated Boise State last year. You remember that was in the NIT tournament, score 59-56. And, of course, the Broncos will now face them in Portland on Thursday in the NCAA tournament. The Broncos were shorthanded for that game, playing without Abu Kijab and Max Rice, who were both having surgeries. Boise State was outshot and out-rebounded in the close loss. Kijab remembers watching the game last year. I didn't go because I had my surgery, but what I remember about them is they're a very uh, gritty team. They really play defense, they full-court press, they try to turn you over, make the game very fast-paced, and that's who they are, and I think it's, it's a really good matchup for us and a very good uh, first round. This season, Memphis is 21-10 and 10 and has three starters back. Freshman center Jalen Duran, a possible one-and-done to the NBA, leads the team with 12 points and eight rebounds. Our coverage on 670 AM will begin at 11 AM Thursday from Portland. Bob Beeler, News Talk, KBOI. Now, just for clarification purposes, yes, the game will air on 670 KBOI, pregame at 11, tip-off is at 1145. You'll have your normal programming on 93.1 FM KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 721, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Jeremiah Bates with us once again to talk about your money. The uh, Dow Futures ahead of the opening here in about nine minutes, up 168 points. That's after a, another volatile day on the Dow yesterday with an 800-point swing, sending a very close to correction territory. Looks like we're in correction territory in the uh, NASDAQ. Jeremiah, help! Uh, I, I'm sure there are people right now that are looking at their retirement accounts and uh, probably maybe even freaking out. I made the mistake this morning after seeing that 800-point swing and checked out uh, my 401k um, I'm down $25,000 since the first of the year. So uh, help us out here. Um, sh- I mean, it, it, is the sky falling? Sh- is, is this a buying opportunity? What's going on? <laughs> okay. It, when markets get volatile, just to be clear, it, it can be tempting to change course, right? No matter what the crisis is from like a geopolitical risk of what we're seeing right now, a change in monetary policy, which obviously we're going to get some indication on that today and tomorrow. It can feel quite unnerving, a bit daunting, but here's the thing. Trying to predict what, what's going to happen next, it's, it's basically impossible. So you need to think clearly and just have this, put this volatility in context. So a couple things that you want to do when you're faced with uncertainty, keep things in historical perspective and stay invested. Okay. So what is this historical perspective? If you look at the S and P 500, which I think general consensus is, is a fair representation of the United States stock market. It's down over 12% year to date. So we're looking at the first 49 trading days of this year. Bad news is this is the fourth worst start to a year in history. So let's look at the ones, the the more worse starts than what we're dealing with right now. 2009, 2020, 1935, 1982. Okay, positive news. Though all of those years had a strong rally to actually end the year 
positive. If you go back to 2009, when the S&P 500 bottomed out, it actually ended that year up over 48%. Okay, Now, if we're looking at the max pullback for the S&P 500 this year, the max it dropped was 13%. Go all the way back to 1928, 94 years. We're tracking right in line with the median intra-year drawdown. So bottom line is these pullbacks do happen frequently. Historically, the market pulls back 5% on average six times a year. Now, the problem is recently over these past couple of years, true, COVID just threw a, 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 I mean, it took the, the elevator down. I mean, it's like the, the cable broke and douche dropped, but it also had a quick uptake. <laughs> and we also saw a historical run in 2021. So it, we're just not really used to seeing this at this kind of volatility that we normally see in a year. So you got to look at the, you got to keep the historical context in, in your purview, number one. And additionally, if you're a long-term investor, I mean, Mike, you're not going to retire for many, many years. You're going to be oh, doing this till 20, you're 90. We're going to be talking in years from now. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, let's pause, let's put some positive spin on this, right? If you have a longer time to be invested, time is your answer. Even a five-year holding period improves your risk-return profile of stocks dramatically. The worst five-year period since 1950 only experienced a 2% decline. So true in this short term of uncertainty and the sky's falling. Yes, we're seeing a lot of up and downs. Futures are up. I anticipate it to go down. It's what we've seen historically over these past two weeks. However, if you are a long-term investor, which most of us are, we're not talking about day trading. We're not talking about speculating. We're talking about investing for specific goals and targets, which you know, you got to think that's what most of us are doing, right? Um, you, you stay the long course and time is the best mitigation of risk because you got to think oh, five years from now, 10 years from now, will the markets likely be higher? Well, history has shown us yes. Oh, and by the way, there's never been a 20 year period in the post, in the post war era that has experienced losses. So again, history shows us the data is there that the more time you have to be invested, the better that result is. There will always be risks in the short term, much like we're seeing right now. Does anyone know exactly how this is going to shake out? No, but you know, there's some optimism at this moment that perhaps a ceasefire. Now, bad news is China's reporting some sharp uh, rises in daily uh, COVID-19 infections, uh, the highest since they've seen since the pandemic started. Oh, um, so yeah, oh, so news. anticipate some lockdowns, some potential supply chain issues <laughs> there. But some however, falling. that's some falling uh, uh, Chinese stocks as well. Uh, yeah, no, some falling hey. Chinese stocks. So to answer your question, is this a buying opportunity? Yes. Are you going to time it perfectly? No, but don't invest money that you're going to need in the short term because that's just a fool's errand. Hey, and you know, things could be worse. We could be in Russia right now wondering when the stock market is ever going to be open because their stock market has been closed since February 25th because uh, they're afraid that if they open it up, everybody's just going to sell everything. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's kind of having that uh perspective is very important in this in this regard, right? Yep. I mean it, it's just it, looking at history does kind of give you that peace of mind. I mean, I we've all lived through these these significant market pullbacks and what has been the answer every time? It's stay invested and if you have the all ability right. to be opportunistic, be opportunistic. But don't put money don't invest money that you cannot afford to lose in the short term. If you have time Go for it. Thank you, Jeremiah. We'll uh, hear from you again in an hour if the market opens up, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, Jets.
or your Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 742-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. An email, Chris, at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. If you want to get through, you can also uh, text us, 208-336-3700. The uh, KBOI Million Dollar Bracket Challenge is underway. Uh, it's fill-out time. The uh, bracket went live uh, on Sunday afternoon. You can start filling out your bracket. I have uh, begun filling out my bracket. Oh, okay. You've begun. Um, I-, I noticed that I have a whole bunch of upsets. Yeah, I-, I-, I don't have that many. I've got a few, though. I've got like Chattanooga winning. I've got a, a bunch. I've got at least two 12 versus fives winning, mm. which you always have at least one of those, I think, every single year. Um, but uh, I, have you, you haven't chosen a national champion yet, right? Yeah. Oh, you have? I'm going with Gonzaga this year. Oh, okay. I think this, this is their year. I went with? Yes. Arizona. Um, I got Gonzaga taking on Villanova in the championship. That could happen. I just don't like the I, I don't like the Pac, twelve at all. Okay, I just I, I, I could be wrong. Um, it just seems like every year they get in and they lay an egg. <laughs> this is true. Um, part of the reason why I went with the uh, upsets, a lot of upsets, is because um, teams in some of the smaller leagues um, have those fifth year seniors that can come back because of COVID. So they're a little more veteran teams than mm, than some of the uh, big blue bloods. But, hey, you can do what you want. Like I said, you can win a million dollars if you get a perfect bracket. One million dollars. Now, you can't win if you don't fill out your bracket. So go to KBOI.com, fill it out. You have to do it before 10 a.m. on Thursday to be in. Even if you don't get a perfect bracket, if you get 60 correct, you can still win $10,000. At the very least, it's fun, it's free to enter, and you could have bragging rights over all of us here at at KBOI because we're all filling out a bracket also. So it'd be great, you know, and there's, yeah, a, I mean, there's a scorecard that keeps, keeps we, you uh, up to date with how you're doing against everybody. What, what is it, six weeks that we allow people to call up and say, yeah, 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 after yeah, that if they beat yeah, us? I think so. Um, it's in the by, bylaws somewhere. By the way, uh, a lot of people don't think Boise State, I'm talking to the experts here, don't think Boise State's winning. They are a two-and-a-half-point underdog, even though they're the uh, highest – Rank ranking team out of uh, Memphis right. State, um, but most of the pundits are picking Memphis, Memphis? State to uh, win that game. I hope that puts a chip Memphis. on every it's, single Boise State its shoulder. It is Memphis, the former Memphis State, because they changed their oh, name true. a few years back. Yeah, that's true. So I, I hope that puts a chip on their shoulder, and they say, "Oh, once again, everybody's overlooking us. Let's go out and prove them wrong." It'd be fun if they beat them by like. 22 or something. Uh, I would love that. Uh, let's get our final check on sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Don't forget this Thursday is St. Patty's Day. Fat Guys, you get in and celebrate with them. You got the green corned beef and cabbage sandwich. Um, it's green on purpose. Keep that in mind. Uh, also team that up with corned beef and cabbage soup, which, by the way, is delicious at Fat Guys Fresh Deli. And you got yourself all set for St. Patty's Day. That's going on Thursday beginning at 1030 in the morning at Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Good morning. More good news for the Boise State men's basketball team. History just keeps on coming. You see, the Broncos crapped the final Associated Press and Coaches Top 25 polls of the season yesterday. 
They checked in at number 23 in both polls. It's the highest ranking in Boise State basketball program history. Boise State last entered the top 25 at number 25. That was back in 2015. It also marks the fourth consecutive day the Broncos have accomplished something historic. They set the program record for most wins in a season on Friday, collected their first Mountain West Tournament Championship on Saturday, received their highest seed in the NCAA Tournament on Sunday, and, of course, now they're ranked number 23 in the country in the final AP poll of the season. A good week for Bronco men's basketball. I'm Rick Worthington. A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.52, phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless, toll-free 1-800-529-5264 if you want to participate in the show. Uh, reminder for those of you who would uh, like to request your tickets through uh, Boise State, remember, you have until 12 noon to do that today. Now, first, people that are going to give priority to are going to be season ticket holders. But if you want to buy your tickets, you'll be able to get them $100 each. It will be good for Boise State's first-round matchup only, maximum of four tickets. Um, If they make the second round and get past Memphis, then you will automatically be charged for however many tickets you buy, $100 for that particular round mm-hmm. also there are no exceptions now to do this once again 12 noon today you have to make your request no guarantee that you're going to get tickets there but might save you a little bit of money on the secondary market because um, this is a uh, popular place gonzaga of course playing and they've got a lot of fans that will be going and trying to buy up tickets broncosports.com 12 noon today you have until 12 noon to make your request for those tickets good luck to you marine bob uh, wrote in about the game. He said, we lost to Memphis last year. They have three players back. We have almost everybody back, and we are a lot better than last year. We win. Of course, Memphis is better I, than last yeah. year, because last year, like us, they made the NIT, and this year they made the NCAA tournament. But well, I hope I hope he's right. I hope we're a lot better. I hope so, too. But uh, <laughs> two things that they're better on. Uh, they have two freshmen that one is being called one and done and will be a top pick in the uh, NBA draft this year, and they have another freshman player that wasn't on the team. So two freshmen that they're saying are NBA draft picks. Um, they're a very young team. I think that even after this year, I mean, most of their team is made up of freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. They've got mm-hmm. uh, one one of their players as a senior that they'll lose this year. Uh, but I expect them to be back again next year because they have a very, very young team. I, I really hope Boise State goes out and shoots about 70%. That would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be great. Shoots 85% from the foul, foul line. That, by the way, is the reason why a lot of the uh, uh, top prognosticators um, – are, are saying that they in a close game that Boise State's probably going to lose it. However, they have not paid attention, I don't think, over the last 10 to 15 games. It's They're been, going yeah, off the been, season long. It's been completely different than yeah. it was earlier. I mean, Armouche in the Mountain West Tournament, I don't think he missed a foul shot. And before, uh, early in the season, remember, he was shooting 20%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was trying to, He's uh, completely turned it as around. they say, build a season brick by brick. KBY.com, if you want to fill out your bracket, it's open to do so. You have to do it by 10 o'clock uh, once again. It's the Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. Um, I have some tips for you. These are the uh, top tips for filling out your March Madness bracket. Um, this is the only situation in life when picking Yale is the worst decision in the world. So don't pick Yale. <laughs> 
Um, you can't go wrong with a team from the Big 12, Big 10, or any other conference. It sounds like something insecure guy picking a nickname for his private parts. South Dakota State is motivated to win because if they lose, they have to go back to South Dakota. By the way, I have picked South Dakota. They they look really good. Um, hey, I got to tell you, the Dakotas, both of them, North and South, uh, have had some really good basketball and football the last several years. Yeah. Um, and then the final tip for you, just skip your office pool if they're charging money uh, and use that $20 for three and a half gallons of gas. Not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gas went up again yesterday uh, from the time I went to work to the time I went home. It was 4.45 uh, before work yesterday uh, on one of the places that I drive by. Um, it had jumped to 4.51 I'll tell you something on my way home. Something that's changed uh, that shows the gas prices have gone way up. I, uh, you know, I don't drive anymore because of my eyesight. Lucky. And my uh, wife, Debbie, usually drives me to and from work, except on certain days when she's been up late doing something, and, and I just take an Uber in the morning. Well, you know, I, I get started about a quarter to five, and uh, the last week or so, every time I have called for an Uber at that time of the morning, there hasn't been one available at all. And there used to be three or four available just instantly. Like, you know, like I would, you know, I live out near Five Mile in Fairview, and I would call, I would uh, uh, punch in for an Uber, and uh, they would have somebody who was like three minutes away from mm-hmm. my house. Well, you know, now it, it uh, searches for 10 minutes and finds nobody. You may be able to start getting um, Uber rides again soon because Uber just announced that they are going to be raising uh, surcharge, gas yeah. surcharge, 45 to 55 funny, cents per trip. Funny how that doesn't uh, uh, make me that happy, but that's not bad. I mean, 55 <laughs> at least, cents a trip. Yeah, at least you'll be able to uh, you know, find a car ride maybe now because mm-hmm. the drivers are going to get paid more for their gas. By the way, this also uh, goes to Uber Eats. Deliveries will include a 35 to 45 percent uh, 45 cent sur- surcharge for, say, excuse me percent not what? percent uh, <laughs> cents. Cent, 35 to 45 cent surcharge on Uber Eats cool. 45 to 55 cents on uh, Uber so plan your budget accordingly be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll free 1-800-529-KBOI now back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI Bronco Tuesday uh, on the way here in just about 30 minutes from right now. We'll talk to Bob Beeler today. Bronco Tuesday is about the other Olympic sports, even though Boise State basketball making the uh, big news. Highest ranking in uh, history. That's kind of cool to end the year. That's terrific. Uh, have, have, I guess we've, we've been at number 25 before, but never up to 23. Yeah. So that's, and that's, that's kind of cool. More credence to uh, people being upset that Colorado State got a, a higher um Seed. Ranking for seed for the uh, NCAA tournament uh, because Boise State was ranked higher in both the AP and the coaches. Yeah, I mean the only Colorado the State. only justification would be that they beat us twice and they had fewer losses overall. Yeah, that's that's about the only thing. But they did not win the conference. No, nope. uh, didn't win the Mountain West tournament either. And uh, I, uh, kudos to San Diego State head coach. Uh, because he said he 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 said even he couldn't understand how Boise State was only an eight seat. He said the difficulty of winning your conference and then winning your conference tournament is just extremely hard. And he was surprised that Boise State did not get rewarded for that with a higher seed than than number eight. And, I mean, he plays in the in the league, so he knows. This Again, is, I mean, it's hard for us to complain since this is the highest seed Boise State has ever had, but. They just got to get through that first game, yeah. Memphis, and then then get 
get and upset Gonzaga. Fool. Could you imagine the people going nuts and the brackets being busted if that were to happen? I haven't gotten to the point yet where I can imagine a, a victory over Gonzaga, but... I'm just going for Memphis actually, right now. I've seen us beat Gonzaga, but it was in the 80s. <laughs> And they weren't, they weren't the same team they are now. A little different, yeah. Just a bit, yeah. Um, you can tell we're getting close to the uh, end of the legislative session. Take a little, listen to the uh, bills that were uh, uh, passed yesterday. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about this. This may be the last month of abortion available here in Idaho, a bill that seeks to deter most abortions. So, so you should hurry in and get one now, is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically. Headed to Governor Brad Little's desk, it would allow family to sue abortion providers after about six weeks of pregnancy before many women know that they're pregnant. The House yesterday overwhelmingly approved the bill on a 51-14 to 14 vote. The Senate had already passed it on March 3rd. It's modeled after the Texas law that created a mechanism allowing private parties to sue providers perform an abortion after fetal heartbeat is detected. Representative Lauren Nekuchia voted against it, called the legislation an absurd plan to take away all access to abortion care. If I have an abortion, it is no business of my brother, my brother-in-law, his wife, or anybody else in my family, she says. Its impacts are cruel, and it's blatantly unconstitutional. And here's the thing. As she said that, and I read that quote yesterday, I'm like, that works both ways. Why? I mean, if you get an abortion, why would you tell any of your brothers or sisters or aunts or uncles or grandmothers anyway? It is your, just your that, business. That does seem somewhat unusual that you would spread the news around. But. Hey, guess what, everybody? I'm going to put this on Facebook. I got an abortion last week, so get ready to sue somebody. I don't. I, I mean, I, I can keep a secret. Some people can't. Uh, Bill raising smoking and vaping age to 21 passed yesterday and is now headed to uh, Governor Brad Little's desk. House voted 39 to 26 in favor of SB 1284. Uh, But only after much debate yesterday, the bill passed 39 to 26. Very close vote, but now heads to the governor's uh, desk. Of course, the uh, proponents of the bill, you know, saying, hey, we shouldn't, you know, be allowing kids in high school, which, you know, kids sometimes are still in high school at 18 years old to be vaping and smoking, um, and then others yeah, who are against awful. the bill saying, hey, they're adults, they should be able to make their own decisions. An awful lot of seniors turn 18 their senior year. Uh, also, a bill passed in the Treasure Valley Vehicle Mission Testing beginning in 2023. That happened with no debate. Idaho House voted to send the legislation to the governor's desk to end the Treasure Valley Vehicle Emissions starting July 1st, 2023. So we have an over over a year. Man, I have to check. I hope I'm not, this isn't my year to get tested. <laughs> I'm hoping it's next year. Uh, the bill SB 1254A. Like, I've, I've been tested enough this year. <laughs> passed on a 62 to 5 vote. Just five Boise Democrats opposed it. Uh, the bill sponsored, co-sponsored by nearly every Republican legislature, uh, legislator from Ada and Canning Counties. That's, that's kind of how the legislature feels sometimes. There are um, Boise Democrats from the North End, and then there's the entire rest of the legislature. Uh, this is one I, I did not, I, I thought might not get passed because it, it had, it's been talked about since the beginning of the session. Nothing had happened, uh, but lawmakers on a House panel approved legislation yesterday to boost reading skills among young students with optional full-day kindergarten. The House Education Committee voted 9-5 to five to send to the full House the bill giving school districts the option of full-day kindergarten by using $73 million in literacy intervention money. 
Governor Brad Little has also uh, already said that uh, he supports the bill. So if this does now pass the House, it's already passed the Senate, this bill would go to the governor for signing. And uh, finally, um, this one was uh, kind of quiet. It's not a bill or anything. It has to do with the uh, budget. Uh, but the legislature budget, budget uh, setting committee has decided not to act on a request by Republican Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeehan for extra money to pay a private attorney she hired in public records dispute. The Joint Finance Appropriations Committee voted 18-0 to zero to approve a budget of $202,200 for her office for the next fiscal year that starts on July 1st, but omitted her supplement request of $29,000 for legal fees during the current fiscal year that ends and that was June 30th. a unanimous vote, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so basically, they they didn't even take it up. Guillen's office has already paid the $29,000 in legal fee and only has about $40,000 remaining for expenses with four months left in the current fiscal year, meaning there may not be enough money to uh, pay for all of her office's employees. Janice is kind of one of those people that should should really never look at Twitter. <laughs> I, I've noticed she gets mentioned on Twitter quite often and not always in, in the most positive light. There could be a possibility that the legislature does go back and could possibly... Um, pick up the expenses, um, but it, it's something that just very, very seldom happens once the budget is approved. So um, I guess, you know, your decisions have consequences, and the consequences could be that she runs out of money before the current budget year is up and may have to lay off some people for short term because she's out of money. Or I guess she could pay it out of her own pocket like she uh, decided to do with the hiring the uh, yeah. separate legal counsel. Those are just some of the items, uh, highlights for you. Um, we'll get some of your thoughts. If you'd like to talk more about this, you can email us right now, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Um, coming up after 9, we'll talk more about this. Also, we got to talk a little bit about Ammon Bundy, still massively in the news. His trial started uh, yesterday on uh, trespassing. It's expected to last three it's to four a, days. It's not the most recent one. It's a different one. No, they, yeah, this is a different one. Yeah, this other trespassing charge will come up. Um, uh, in a while, this is a, and he's already um, been found guilty of trespassing on a previous charge. So um, he's got three three different trespassing arrests that he's he's juggling right now. We gotta we need to get a video of him singing sign sign everywhere a sign. I, I don't understand how he even has time to run for governor with his protests and and whatnot and being in court. We'll get to that and more coming up uh, on the way next. Casper and Chris down near impossible question. Fifty dollar gift certificate to Huck House Brunchette could be yours right after Bronco Sports today. Tonight at ten, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208 336 3700 pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It was impossible yesterday. See if we can do a little better job today. John's going to get first crack at it. Uh, John, we've got a $50 Huck House Brunchette gift certificate for you. If you can answer our question today, what country's national flag has the most colors in it? Mexico. Mexico is not it. Close. Keep trying. Mike, what country's national flag has the most colors in it? Uh, police. Police? 
Help, police. No, that's not it. Did you, say, did you say Belize? Yes, there we go. All right. Yeah, Belize. Belize is it. 19 hey. different colors. People love to vacation there. Uh, congratulations, Mike. Belize is the correct answer, and you are now officially hooked up with a $50 gift certificate to Huck House Brunchette. Have you ever been there? No, but uh, thanks to you guys, I'm a huge fan of biscuits and hogs, and I'm sure I'm going to be a huge fan of the other one, too. Here's the great part. Even though they are sister restaurants, completely different. The menus are completely different. Um, The one thing I will say you have to try when you go to Huck House is the cinnamon roll bread pudding. You will not be sorry. And that's coming from someone who can't... I'm not a lover of bread pudding, but this is... Some of the most delicious things I've had in my mouth. Um, hang on the line. We'll get some info from you, by the way, okay? All right. Thank you very much. All right. We still have another Huck House Brunchette gift certificate to give bread. away because we didn't have a winner yesterday. Bread pudding is one of those things where it's like, well, I like bread and I like pudding, however. Yeah, it really is for me. Um, I would never have tried it if the owner, Boomer, had not said, here, you need to try this. Mm-hmm. And I did. And now every single time I've gone to uh, Huck House, I have got their cinnamon uh, roll bread pudding. Isn't that weird how a free sample of something can often change your mind? Well, I would never have paid for it. That's just it. It's like, I don't like bread pudding at all. But this was simply amazing. Uh, By the way, if you'd like to try out your own and get it at a great deal, KBOI Sweet Deal of the Week this week is uh, Huck House and Blue Bench Brunchette. All right? The uh, Brunchette Sweet Deal will happen on Friday morning at 9 o'clock. Now, $50 gift certificate. You can use it at either one. The Huck House Brunchette, which is located on State Street, or the brand new Blue Bench Brunchette, located on Overland Road, just opened up a few months ago. Um, mimosas, great tasting food, um, fresh honeycomb, waffles, mm-hmm, that's right, wild garlic crab omelets, and a whole lot more, all available at uh, the Brunchettes. Get your deal Friday morning, 9 a.m. This will sell out very quickly, so just make sure whatever it takes for you to remember, whether you have to set an alarm or have a thing, uh, piece of string tied around your finger, whatever it takes. Just remember, Friday morning, KBOI.com, place to go. Click on the Sweet Deals link and get yours. Stick around. On the way next, it is Bronco Tuesday. Bob Beeler with us on the way. We'll be talking gymnastics next. This is Bronco Tuesday, where we discuss the Olympic sports at Boise State. Now, here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler, on 670 KBOI. 8.38, once again, here we go. It is Bronco Tuesday, Bob Beeler. Very busy man uh, <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. And uh, this morning we're talking uh, another Olympic sport at Boise State University, who is also, you and I, Bob, talked about this off air the other day. Uh, Boise State is having a very good year when it comes to sports. Yeah. Many teams in the top 25, and one of them is the gymnastics team. Uh, they will be hosting their conference championship, Winter Sports, heading down to the championship run. And joining us is their head coach, Tina Bird. They are ranked 24th right now, and they will be hosting the Mountain Rim Gymnastics Championship coming up Saturday night at 6 at Extra Mile Arena. So, Tina, what's at stake this weekend for you guys? Well, good morning, everybody. Um, we are hoping to reclaim our championship title we had it five years in a row and then COVID hit and then BYU took over so we are primed and ready to go and that's the the kind of the expectation and our our goal this season so what are we going to see we're going to see what three out of four teams in this conference competing that are in the top 25 so pretty high level gymnastics yes and and actually the the fourth team that's not in the top 25 right now has had some really good scores this year so 
um, you know, it's really anyone's game. So it'll be an exciting competition. Is your is your bars rotation this year the best rotation you've had? Uh, it, we have not um, hit our school record, but I think it's probably the the most consistent we've been, and it is definitely our our best and most high scoring event this season. Earlier this season, uh, speaking of uh, high scores, your team scored 197 at a quad meet in Stanford. That was the highest team score since 2019. Um, how did yeah. you put it all together to to get to that score? You know, it was kind of a magical night, although we're capable of doing that again and again. Uh, we just had a little snag here or there. Um, we're still just climbing and getting ready to really peak, you know, the next weekend and two weeks later is regionals. So that's what we've been shooting for, and we're on track to keep going. Tina, explain to us how it works for gymnastics, because in basketball, you win your conference tournament. You are in the NCAA tournament. How does it work for gymnastics? How do you guys qualify, besides obviously wanting to win the conference this weekend? Right, right. Conference actually is just another regular season meet for us, so the score counts for postseason qualification. So we have to take our six best meets, and two of those four scores, or two of the six scores have to be away meets. And then you throw out your high and average the next five, and then you get ranked according to, that's called the national qualifying score. So that's where our 24th ranking comes in right now, and we're hoping that um, this weekend we'll have a, a new season high and be able to count our other high score. Did you have any idea before the season started of how good your freshman class would be? Well, we hoped. <laughs> they come in with great skills. And you never know with freshmen. You just don't know if they're going to settle in and attack or if they're going to kind of look around wide-eyed and, and hope that they're ready for next year. And these guys have just really stepped into some big shoes and, and done a great job for us. Tina, make us more knowledgeable for the people that are going to be there on Saturday when they come in there. What are they going to see? Are all four teams going to be competing at the same time? Where do they want to have their eyes? How is this thing going to go down? Because with four teams out there, that's double the number of teams that normally compete when somebody goes to a dual match. Right, right. We are All four teams are awesome, and, and really it's anybody's game, whoever is going to hit the best routines that night can win and it can be any of the four teams. So other than watching your Broncos, um, I don't, I think uh, you just have to kind of pick the events that you like to watch the best and focus on that. But we are going to be alternating vault and floor will be alternating and then bars and beam will be alternating. So you'll at least get to catch, you know, two full routines if you don't want to go crazy trying to keep up with all four. I know the politically correct answer here will be all of them um, you view as competition, but um, this Saturday, who do you view as your strongest competition going in? Well, I think if everybody has their best meet on Saturday, it's going to come down to us or BYU. You know, I don't want to discredit anybody, but um, right. yeah. <laughs> We're going to be visiting with Samantha Smith coming up here in a few moments, and she is one of your seniors. Tell us a bit about her background and uh, what we expect from her at this meet. Sammy comes to us from Washington, and she has been a um, a staple for us on vault and floor over the years. And uh, she's really put up some great vault scores this year for us, and she's just uh, climbing into the floor lineup, and so we kind of expect her to – to step into that role as she has the last three years and give us a great score for floor.
all sports uh, this time time of year, um, basketball, doesn't matter what it is that's being played, um, health comes into uh, expectations. Overall health of your team, what do you, how, how is it right now? You know, we're doing well. We had a, a little, um, in the middle of the season, we had three meets in eight days, and that was really tough on the girls, and, and really fatigue was a big issue besides the normal aches and pains, but we are you know, catching up on the rest and ready to, you know, come out and do our best this weekend. So we're kind of on the mend and I knock on wood when I say that, but hopefully everybody will continue to heal and stay healthy for the, you know, our big meets coming up. Tina, how big a deal is it to have the championship at home? It rotates it around. So the luck of the draw puts it in Boise, uh, six o'clock coming up on Saturday. And what can fans do to help you at a meet? A huge deal to be at home. Uh, we were supposed to host in 2019, and we got shut down, obviously, for COVID. But um, huge home court advantage. We want the fans to come out and be loud. Um, a lot of people, if it's your first time to know, think you have to come in and be quiet and polite. Nope, we want you loud and rowdy. If you see something you like, you know, yell. Yeah, the judges are human beings, and they're influenced by emotion and excitement. And we just want people to come and go crazy. Once again, uh, head coach Tina Bird, Chalking Gymnastics. Thank you. It was great talking to you uh, once again. Good luck this weekend. Good luck with the rest of the season. Thank you so much. We'll take a break here. It is uh, 845 when we come back. We've talked to the coach. On the way next, we'll talk to one of the players. It's Bronco Tuesday with Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Now back to Bronco Tuesday on 670 KBOI. 847, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Bob Beeler with us once again to talk about other Olympic sports. One of those sports doing very well is gymnastics this season. And they are currently ranked 24th in the country, and they are hosting the Mountain Rim Championships coming up Saturday, 6 o'clock at Extra Mile Arena. And joining us, one of the seniors on the team who participates in vault and the floor exercise, and that is Samantha Smith out of Auburn, Washington. Samantha, you were part of the team that... Won the championship in 2019. So, Samantha, we're going to ask you the tough question. What does it take to win a conference championship? Um, you know, it just takes a lot of dedication and trusting yourself, trusting um, the other girls on the floor with you. Like, we've all put so much work in every single day um, this season. So, really just trusting that and that we know how to do it because we can. So. Now, you participate in the vault, as I mentioned, in the floor exercise. I don't think there may be two more different kinds of events out there. So uh, how did you get in both of them, and uh, which one do you think you're better at? <laughs> um, I've always just really loved vault and floor. I'm a very powerful gymnast, so that is kind of an advantage for me. Um, I don't know which one I'm better at. Which one do you like better? <laughs> kind of depends on the day. I like them both. I guess <laughs> vault is vault is fun because it's just it's really fast and you just let it all go. Just It's about two seconds and then it's over, so you don't really hold back at all. You just go for it. Samantha, you're a, you're a business major, uh, according to your notes, and uh, you're also a, a two-time WCGA Scholastic All-American. I congratulate you for that. What uh, do you plan to do for a living? What would you like to do? Um, Well, I just got accepted into the NBA program here at Boise State, so I'll be doing that. And then I've kind of been thinking about maybe going into real estate, um, 
something in business, you know. Now, you are a senior. Is this your final year, or do you get an extra COVID year? I have the extra COVID year of eligibility, but I think this is going to be the last year, so the last few weeks coming up here. So how special is it having the conference championships at home? I mean, I guess there's a home court apparatus. I mean, are you more used to the the vaults feel different when you go up there? If you do want to BYU or Utah State or wherever you are, do they feel different? Do the springs feel different? Um, I mean, the equipment generally feels the same. It's just being in our arena. Obviously, we compete there more than any of the other arenas that we go to. So, like, everything... It's just more comfortable, like the lighting, the location of everything, just the whole vibe of the arena that we compete in. Um, Chris had mentioned when we were talking there that you're a two-time WCGA Scholastic All-American. Um, I, I I had a hard time just getting grades and passing them without <laughs> doing sports. How, how do you allot your time? Because I know gymnastics has to take – a lot out of your day and then to be good enough uh to get to the scholastic all-american uh, it's got to be really difficult yeah i mean it's not easy but i've done it my whole life being in club gymnastics in high school and just time management is really important and i have a planner that i look at every day to know like what i have to do by when and that's really helpful just staying really on top of things and not getting behind is key when you do a vault or you finish your floor exercise, do you have a general idea what you're going to get as far as a score? Um, sometimes. Like, you, you know if you, like, hit a vault or if you hit a floor routine. But obviously the judges are human, so sometimes the, judge, or the scoring isn't quite what you would think, either higher or lower. Mm-hmm. But usually it's, like, generally, like, you know when you hit something and when you didn't, so... Coming up this uh, weekend with the championships, uh, we ask your coach this. I'll ask you the same thing. Um, who do you think is your strongest competition? I would say if everybody you know is really on on Saturday, probably BYU, just based on history. And I think we're both really good teams. I mean, we're all really good teams in the conference, but probably BYU. Is momentum a thing in gymnastics? Like, if you go in the middle, I was looking at one of the events the other day. You went third or fourth out of out of six, I guess. Do you do you feel it if you got people come up and hit the vaults in a row? If you're going to be number three and everybody's done well so far? Oh yeah, for sure. It's definitely a confidence boost. Um, you know, because you see everybody else doing well, and you're like, okay, I got it. Like, it's just kind of reassurance for you, less to worry about. Samantha Smith, thank you uh, for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Good luck this weekend and uh, with the uh, rest of the season. Much appreciated that you take a few minutes uh, with us. Meet starts at 6 o'clock. Meet starts at 6 o'clock. Tickets, uh, you can get those at broncosports.com. By the way, students, uh, not just for Boise State, but all member schools will get in for free. And once again, like I said, congratulations and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you so much. Now, back to Bronco Tuesday on 670 KBOI. 8.55, Chris Walton, Mike Casper, Bob Beeler with us this morning. Um, as we mentioned, Bob Beeler had a very 
very busy man over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, At least it, I don't have to go very far. Portland's fairly close. Uh, teams leaving today uh, around lunchtime, and uh, we've got a basketball game with Memphis uh, Thursday. We'll be on the air at 11 in the morning. Um, now, you got 45-minute pregame this week. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. A little extra time because they're going to start at uh, at ten at eleven forty five, I guess, uh, Mountain Time, ten forty five Pacific Time. So, a little more time. We'll probably visit one of the players in addition to Coach Rice in the pregame show. Game will be heard on uh, six seventy a.m. Uh, great way if you're into the you know the old days. Remember when the World Series was always in the daytime when we were mm-hmm, kids? Mm-hmm. You know, you snuck that little radio in to listen at at, at, at school or at work. That's what people can do this time. Now, have you uh, had a chance yet to start uh, looking into uh, Memphis yeah. and tearing them apart? Uh, what do you yeah. see? What do you see? Twenty-one to ten, big center freshman. That's going to be a lottery pick, probably going to be a one and done. Uh, Jalen Duran averages about twelve points, eight rebounds. He's our leading scorer, leading rebounder. Faced Memphis last year. They ended our season last year, so I think we need to turn the tables this year. That was at the NIT last season in Texas. Uh, half the team that plays for Memphis is is back. Uh, very good defensively, rebounds very well. Uh, they bothered Boise State with turnovers in the first half last year. So I think handling their pressure, they like to press, they like to get after you defensively. I think early is going to be a key. Don't let them get ahead. They got ahead twelve to three last time, and that made it tough to dig out of that hole. Yeah, and Boise State hasn't uh, fared very well against uh, presses. It seems that it gives them a little bit of a problem. But uh, it, g- it gives a lot of teams problems. Yeah. Uh, I hope Boise State gets a little bit of a chip on their soldiers because uh, everything I've seen so far, two-and-a-half-point uh, underdogs, and most of the prognosticators are picking Memphis uh, over Boise State to win. So I-, I hope that puts a chip on their shoulders of uh, let's show everybody. Well, this team getting in the top 25 in the season's closing poll at 23, highest ranking ever for the Broncos, only the second time they've ever been in the in the poll. And uh, I just look at this team. They've found ways to get it done. If yeah. they need a stop, they get it. If they need a basket at the end, they get it. If they take, need to take a charge, it seems like Degan Hart gets yeah. one. So uh, all right. they, they've had a marvel- marvelous year. We look forward to hearing uh, all the action. Once again, it's coming up this Thursday. You'll hear it beginning at uh, 11 o'clock here on 6. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Ammon Bundy was arrested early Saturday morning at St. Luke's in Meridian. He's now charged with misdemeanor trespass. He and others were protesting at the hospital, protesting the taking of a 10-month-old baby from its parents. Doctors said the baby was severely malnourished and its life was in danger. The parents failed to bring the child for a follow-up appointment. That's when police were brought in. Bundy called the taking of the baby a medical kidnapping and his arrest an ambush. Uh, hard calling uh, an ambush when you're on somebody's property. Well, that's what I was going to say. They ambushed it, me on their own property. It, it uh, I mean, it, it, it wasn't a situation where somebody was minding their own business and all of a sudden, you know, were, were surprised. Um, it was just, you know, like, he, I mean, he he knows when the police are going to come and when they're not. Let's put it that way. He's had enough experience. That's what I said yesterday. If there's anybody in the state of Idaho that knows what trespassing is, 
Alan Bundy would be it over the last couple of years, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he didn't have a point. I'm just saying that uh, I, I don't think it's really an ambush or a surprise when he's protesting something and, and the authorities are uh, beckoned. Yeah. You know, you're sleeping in your own bed at home and authorities break into your home and, and arrest you for that's, trespassing. That's an ambush. That's an ambush. Yeah. That's a surprise. The hospital is private property. It's hard to be ambushed. I think you kind of know. I mean, I'm not inside your brain, but you know you know that there's a chance that you're going to be arrested for trespassing, especially it's if true. the police say, hey, hospital, look, you're going to be arrested if you don't leave the premises. A hospital feels like a government entity, but it's not. No. At least uh, anything but maybe the veterans' hospital. This, once again, um, all goes into the case, and it, it keeps getting more and more layers added to it. Um, if, you, if you'd like to hear a spokesperson for the family, uh, Diego Rodriguez was on with Nate Shulman on his show yesterday. If you'd like to hear that interview, it got a little contentious at times between Nate and Diego. Um, you can listen to it, kboi.com, under the podcast, or you can click through um, on our fan page uh, on our Facebook fan page, if you would like, um, it, it's a he had him on for a good uh, forty minutes of the show yesterday, uh, asking him questions, trying to explain, you know, his side and the family side uh, of what was going on. Um, some of us have seen the video. Um, you may have even had a chance now since we t- started talking about this to uh, see the video. But uh, if you'd like to give your thoughts, like I said, there are more layers going into this uh, story that uh, happened over the weekend. Um, this all happened. Meridian resident Marissa Anderson um, sat in an ambulance on Saturday morning, live streaming with her 10-month-old son and police officers who were explaining the situation to her. Uh, officials told Anderson that they had made the decision to take her child, Cyrus, baby Cyrus, into child protective services based on what his doctor said, that he was severely, severely malnourished and they were concerned for his safety. Their concern was the care of the child, and an officer told her in the ambulance, he said he didn't want her to go to jail, but he needed her to hand over the baby to the EMT. Anderson refused to hand over the child, and that's when she was arrested. Now, this interaction has set off uh, small protests at St. Luke's and Meridian, uh, and later, unfortunately, retaliation against the officers and a social worker involved in the incident. Ammon Bundy. Um, an independent gubernatorial candidate, as you know, arrived uh, with the Meridian P- Police along with protesters. Um, uh, an officer approached, pulling Bundy's arm behind him to arrest him. And immediately, the small crowd began screaming and cursing at the uh, officers. Footage of the live stream shows. Meridian Police said the child went to the hospital on March 1st, suffering some, from severe malnourishment. That's according to a news release. Meridian police were contacted and advised this child's condition could lead to severe injury or even death if not treated. Yeah, and it's typical for the the police to get involved in things like this, where somebody has called for a, a welfare check just to make sure that uh, you know nobody is, uh, especially children, you know, are getting the shaft when it comes to uh, what they're receiving, you know, at, through parenting. Now, here's where it, that. You start to lose from support from some people who might even somewhat agree. It's like, hey, wait, I think that a parent knows better than Child Protective Services how to take care of your child. In the days since Bundy's arrest, 
the far-right blog Freedom Man Pack has released the names and photos of the social worker, doctor, and two police officers um, in a practice known as doxing. We've seen it uh, here recently in the past. This came in the Idaho legislature, as a matter of fact. Uh, The blog also insinuated the social worker had harassed the family and that police officers broke the law. Candidate for lieutenant governor and current Idaho State Representative Priscilla Giddings posted a link to the blog on her Facebook. Giddings was censured during the last legislative session for doxing a state house intern who reported rape. Giddings then misled the ethics committee. You would think she would know not to to dox, but apparently hasn't learned her lesson. Priscilla and I, I, I don't think she wants to. I think she thinks she's doing the right thing. Can't help herself. Uh, Meridian Council Member uh, Joe Borden said, Priscilla and Ammon don't harass our officers and their families at their homes. That is what a coward would do. Unquote. You are hypocrites for not publicly telling your supporters to knock it off. Liz Stratter, another council member, on Monday tweeted, Doxing and targeting police in their homes is wrong. Meridian is not intimidated. Meridian Mayor Robert Simison said, I do not contone protesters going to individuals' homes, and I urge those organizing these efforts to stop the doxing now. The uh, far-right Freedom Blog, Freedom Man Blog, also expressed a uh, conspiracy theory that cops in this case lie, judges lie, hospitals kill people for money. Man, I didn't know that. I didn't know hospitals were killing people for money. That's news to me. You would think this would be news everywhere, that if hospitals really were killing people for money, wouldn't this be the lead story on all the news channels? So I'm, are, you, are you saying it's basically uh, just a conspiracy theory? Pretty much. Okay. I mean, they don't have any proof. I, it, you would think that if hospitals were killing people for money, and uh, that... I'm not, I'm not saying hospitals don't kill people because they will even admit they do that. Yeah. But that I don't think they do it on purpose or for money. Or for money. It's like, hey, if you guys kill seven people today, we're going to give you this much money. I don't think that's going on. Cops lie, judges yeah, lie. I would, I, I would remind those spreading the story that just because somebody's doing something that you don't agree with does not necessarily make them evil. Uh, this isn't the only Ammon Bundy news we have for you. To give you an update, Ada County prosecutor yesterday told a seven-person jury that Ammon Bundy, who was a gubernatorial candidate, far-right activist, disrespected authority when he entered the Idaho Capitol in April. It was about four months before his ban from the building would have expired. Bundy appeared in Ada County Magistrate Court yesterday for the trial, his second in nine months for three misdemeanors. In April of 2021, Bundy was arrested twice in one day for ending the Idaho Capitol under a one-year ban from the building after he was arrested in August of 2020 for refusing to leave the Lincoln Auditorium at the Capitol during a special session. He was charged with two counts of trespassing, his second offense within five years, and resisting or obstructing officers' arrests and seizures. After almost five hours of jury deliberation, a seven-person jury made up of four women and three men was selected and they will determine Bundy's innocence or guilt in what will likely be a three- to four-day trial. Bundy, by the way, is acting as his own attorney. Yeah, that, that's not the wisest move. Don't care who you what are. Is, what is if you saying? haven't been to law school and are not a pro... Well, it's, it's been said that a, a man who represents himself has a fool for a client. That's, a, that's right. That's the one I was trying to remember. And again... 
it, it could be different. Maybe he'll do a fantastic job. But personally, I, I, I would retain an attorney. Now, once again, this is the trial that will figure out whether he is guilty or innocent. As of right now, he is innocent until proven guilty. Sure. So, I mean, very, very well, he could walk away and be proven innocent on, on this. The jury is, the trial is just getting underway. It's probably going to take uh, until Thursday or Friday to uh, wrap up this week. By the way, um, that's why I was also describing the uh, charges and when these happen. Um, these are different charges than the charges that just happened. It's getting hard to keep up with his trespassing charges um, that just happened on, on Saturday, early think, Saturday think, morning. Think how he feels. <laughs> he might have to have a ledger, right? Yeah. Shannon Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi. Um, you know, I don't know much about Ammon Bundy, but you guys kind of seem, you're a little one-sided. I think you need to get him on there and hear his side of the story. You guys are doing a lot of Ammon Bundy bashing. How so? Well, everything you said about how he's, you know, he's a basically a serial trespasser and, you know, maybe you need to find out a situation before you start forming an opinion. I'm trying to because I'm trying to follow the story, find out, and I would like to hear from him why he felt he should stay there when no. he was asked to leave. I said earlier, I, I'm not saying he doesn't have a point. I'm just saying that uh, but he, also- he, he puts himself into a position where he gets arrested and that's how he ends up in the news. You do realize he yeah, has been found absolutely. guilty of trespassing, right? He's already been yes, found I, guilty. I, yeah. So when you say yeah, that, and I, and I go ahead. I don't agree because well, I don't, it doesn't matter I, if you don't agree. It's the law. It's the law. It doesn't well, matter it doesn't if you don't agree. Right. Just because it's the law doesn't mean it's right. Uh-huh. Right. Child also has a medical issue. Is the reason it's malnourished, and you, everyone in the news, seems to not want to put that out there. That child has a medical issue, right. not because yeah. the parents and were we, starving. We, it, we, we, we pointed that out very carefully we yesterday. We have said that out numerous times. And the point was not that they're uh, not feeding the child. The point was that the uh, the child is in a really tough situation, and they're skipping doctor's appointments. She skipped. Okay, I've done the story too, and she missed one because she was feeling ill. Right. She, she missed. missed she missed. She no, missed one. Appointment. And her husband missed one. And then she also. I saw the video. She asked them if she could hold the baby, if she could keep the baby, and they said, "No, you have to give him up." And she's like, "No," and I wouldn't either. I'll tell you, especially no. if my child had and a I'm, medical issue. Same but deal. I, I mentioned that. Like I mentioned that yesterday that I wouldn't have given up the baby either in the same situation. Well, I, I should have listened to your story yesterday because today it sounds a little different. Or, to me. or today would have been good either. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hear you say this. I didn't hear you say I wouldn't have given up my child, and I never heard you say anything about it being a medical situation either. Yeah. You just said the baby is malnourished. Okay, well, that sounds like they're not feeding this child, which they are. This child has a medical issue, right? And you did you fail to no argument? That. No, no, we, no. We've mentioned it numerous times. The news has mentioned you didn't it. Just... Yes, we have. We have mentioned it numerous times. We're not, not just we're, once. We're not trying to hide it from we've, you. We've Thank even you. said if you want to go back and listen to yesterday's podcast, we even said that we didn't agree with the police saying, "Hey, we promise that you'll be able to ride with your baby to the hospital." And then they changed their minds, and another police officer came in and said, no, you have to give up your baby. You won't be able to ride in the ambulance. And we said, that didn't make sense. That, that didn't seem right. 
Well, I'm glad you said that yesterday, but I didn't hear it today. So you gentlemen have a good day. All right. Thank you for the call. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break. Uh, if you'd like to weigh in with your thoughts, you can do that right now. If you'd like, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. It's 918. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.22. Just want to be 100% perfectly clear. We, in no way, shape, or form, have said that the family is on purpose not trying to feed the baby, um, that... uh, Anything like that. As a matter of fact, I haven't heard that from any news outlet whatsoever. The uh, only thing being said by the doctors was that the baby was malnourished. Mm-hmm. Um, medical condition, the baby you know, had been in the hospital. We have never, and like I said, I have never seen any outlet say that the parents were not feeding the baby. That's uh, true. So I just, I just want to make that 100% perfectly clear. However, the situation is what it is, that the baby has the problem. And the police have become involved simply because somebody had called them for a welfare check saying that uh, this is a more of an urgent situation than the parents seem to realize. The police have no... And again, it'll be sorted out. The police have no authority. I mean, once they get that order, the policeman that shows up and is supposed to do this, and we talked about this again yesterday, they, they, they don't have discretion to go, eh, you know what, it's an order, so what? Um, I'm not going to follow orders yeah. from my superiors, and I'm just going to let you go. They the, don't the, have that authority to do something, and especially in a case like this, because people are more concerned about making sure that that baby, baby is, is going to be healthy and you know might not suffer something serious health effects and possibly even die. Now, I don't know if that yeah. would be the case in this instance, because but I'm not the I, doctor, but... Apparently, they thought enough of it that it might be a possibility to order the order. The one thing that I definitely agree with, and I agree with the mother and the father on this point, and also the woman who called here just a little bit ago, that I cannot see myself in the same situation if somebody says, give us your baby, saying, okay. Yeah. Basically, if I haven't handed you my baby yet, I'm not going to. Well, and the other thing that I said, uh, because I've watched the entire video from the time that, you know, she was recording everything from the time they got pulled over mm-hmm. uh, to the time that they were in the ambulance and that she was arrested and the baby was uh, taken from her uh, by the EMT, was the only thing that really bothered me, you know, quite badly was that the police officer originally said, I promise you, you can hold your baby, baby, we just need to get you out, we need to check you for weapons, and we'll give the baby back, and I promise that you'll be able to go with the your your baby to the hospital in the ambulance and then another officer came in and that was not the case you know if you're going to make that kind of 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 promise you you should probably stick to it well you should probably uh, have the authority to do so which apparently that particular officer didn't um text message in at 208-336-3700 uh, says uh, no name on this says i agree with this lady you guys are so defensive let's get all the info we're not defensive you're entitled to your own opinion you're just not entitled to your own facts so when you're wrong on the facts, we're going to point those out. Now, uh, she had mentioned getting, you know, Bundy on the air. Bundy's very busy right now. He, he's, he's got a court case that he's fighting. He's got protests that he is going to. He's got people to dox. Um, you know, so, I mean, he's very busy right now. Mm-hmm. 
and he's about, running for governor. Don't forget, he's got he's got campaign stops that he has to make too. About seven years ago, somebody called me up on the uh, air and started chewing me out for something that they had heard me say, and I said, "Not only have uh, I not said that on the radio, I've never even said that in, in in private." And the guy paused for a second and said, "No, but I could tell that's what you were thinking." <laughs> <laughs> Did you go, can you tell what I'm thinking now? <laughs> that's exactly what I said. I, I knew you'd come up with that because the same thing you would have said. Uh, KBLI News Time is 926. Uh, phone lines are open. Uh, if you want to give your thoughts uh, on this, once again, you can. Diego Rodriguez was on with Nate Showman yesterday. I highly suggest you take a listen to uh, that interview. It is on his podcast. You can go to KBOI.com, or you can also get it. Click through on the uh, link. On our fan page on Facebook, if you'd like to talk about some of the bills that were passed by the legislature and now head to the governor's desk, we can also do that. We've got news coming up here next. We'll get back to your phone calls and emails coming up. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Nine thirty-four. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. That's the number to get through if you'd like to uh, take part in the show today. Uh, keep in mind, uh, that's also the number to hit on your speed dial. If you want a $50 gift certificate to Huck House Brunchette, uh, we have a, another chance for you to win one uh, coming up here before 10 o'clock. All right, $50 worth of gift certificates, absolutely free. That will definitely feed your uh, family if you want to go to Huck House or Blue Brunchette, uh, that's the latest one to open up. Don't forget, that is also our sweet deal of the week coming up this Friday. Make your plans to uh, be at KBOI.com, 9 o'clock sharp. 9 o'clock sharp on Friday. That will sell out very fast. Once again, KBOI sweet deal of the week, $50 for only $25. Also, I need to remind you, um, coming up this coming Thursday, St. Patrick's Day, by the way. Mm -hmm. Remember to wear green. This Thursday, in honor of St. Patrick's Day and the start of the big basketball tournament, which features that uh, college team from Boise, KBY is inviting you to join us for a full day of fun. It gets underway at 6 in the morning. It's kegs and eggs at Biscuit and Hogs. Fun begins with uh, Chris and I. We'll be broadcasting live beginning at 6, 6 until 10. Talking about that team that the Russians would call the Broknos. Yeah, there you go. See, now you can say that. That's legal to say. I know, because that's a word I just made up. Enjoy $1 green beer all day long. So if you want to start your day on St. Patrick's Day with $1 green beers at 6 o'clock in the morning, guess what? Green on purpose again. We're not going to stop you. (laughs) You've also got uh, Biscuit and Hogs Signature, corned beef, hash, and eggs. For only twelve bucks, you know, I was thinking of the eggs Benedict, but that that sounds pretty darn corn good. Corned beef, passion, and eggs. Yeah, I, I may have to do that. Um, when when we're done, of course, the basketball games will be getting underway. There are big screens located throughout Biscuit and Hogs that you'll be able to watch all the games on, including mm-hmm. that team that plays um, that's located right next to downtown Boise. Uh, here in Idaho. Now, I again, can't say their name a, legally, but that, that a, team will be playing. A, again, it's a free country. So if you would prefer just to be there and uh, you know uh, turn your back to the TV and talk to your friends and ignore the game, you can do that too. Nate Shumlin You'll still love the food. We'll be broadcasting his show also beginning at 3 o'clock. You'll enjoy 
Dollar Green Beers continuing. That goes all day long. Plus, happy hour drink specials from 3 to 6, including Craft Pints and White Claws for $2, Margaritas, Moscow Mules, Long Island Iced Teas, Cosmopolitans, and their signature hog fashion, all on special, plus a long list of great food items. So there is no other place to be on Thursday. Just make your plans to join us at some time during the day or, or hang out with us all day if you would like. Nonstop basketball action and all the big screen TVs. And I have also heard it on Good Authority. We might have some uh, free swag that we will also mm-hmm. be giving away. So Biscuit and Hogs. Kent says, we have been told for over a decade, if you see something, say something. But with the potential backlash when a person gets involved, I see where this important check on societal misconduct will eventually die on the vine. Who needs the scrutiny and social berating for getting involved in what might just be a life and death situation? Social media postings from those who have little to no knowledge of a situation can turn a good deed into a nightmare of social media bullying. Once again, though, what happens if you do nothing? You say nothing. And I'm talking here about the police uh, or an, the uh, Child Protective Services. They know uh, what's happening, and they, they do nothing, and the child ends up being seriously injured mm-hmm. or, God forbid, would die. What happens? There are, and we know this, there are hundreds of sayings out there in, in different ways that basically say uh, it's, it's worse to know the difference and do nothing than it is to actually commit you know, the act yourself, I suppose. Uh, Jim writes in um, instant message through our fan page on Facebook. Hi, Mike. My two cents on this whole thing with Bundy. I moved to Idaho in 1980. I've had to endure embarrassment after embarrassment to this state. First, it was the white supremacists up north in the early 80s, followed by Claude Dallas, Ruby Ridge, our embarrassment for a lieutenant governor, and now the sideshow known as Ammon Bundy. When will the string of embarrassments to the state end? That's Jim. Dave says, hi, guys, here is the question that matters. Has baby Cyrus gained weight since being taken out of the parents' custody? You know, we don't have a report on that. We don't know. But if he hasn't, that that could be a problem. And then they should apologize to the parents if that's the case. If the baby has gained weight or if hasn't, it hasn't gained weight. Hasn't gained weight. In other words, no matter what you do, there's a, you know, the situation is not turning out well. Yeah. Look, I, I'm not a doctor. And in this particular case, I'm not even going to play one on the radio, although sometimes I do like playing doctor on the radio. Not a lawyer. I'm not going to play lawyer in this particular case because uh, I, I just don't have the information. None of us have the information. Playing doctor is, is more, you know, more something for a podcast anyway. <laughs> um, we don't have the information here. We, we, we only have what we do know in this particular instance, and we mm-hmm. have what, uh, what people have said. Um, as we mentioned, Diego Rodriguez, the uh, spokesperson for the family and the grandparent of baby Cyrus, was on with Nate Shulman yesterday. If you want to listen to that podcast, he, he's a spokesperson for the family. He gives you his side of the information. And I know there are different views that people have of Ammon Bundy, probably as many different views as there are people. There are, uh, you know, on, on both ends of the spectrum, there are some people that consider him a hero. And then uh, on the other side, there are some people that think the act has grown a bit tired. The um, Ada County Sheriff made a statement, by the way, yesterday. This, this can be found on, on Facebook. It was posted on Facebook. Um, this is Sheriff Matt, uh, Sheriff Matt Clifford. It's too long for me to read the whole thing, but I did want to just read the uh, first paragraph. Um, this is M- Sheriff Matt Clifford, Ada County Sheriff's Office. I know there are a lot of questions about Meridian Police case involving a declaration of imminent danger for a 10-month-old child who is reported to be suffering from malnourishment. 
I have spoken with Meridian Police Chief Tracy Bastichera, and I am confident in his uh, officer's decision-making. Based on what I know, I fully support how they handled what was a very difficult and complex situation. Given the same circumstances, our investigators would have likely arrived at the same conclusion mm. and made the same decisions. That's kind of a strong statement, actually. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more to that. If you want to read it, I would go to the uh, Ada County Sheriff's Facebook page. Uh, you can read it. But I just wanted to read that that first paragraph there for you. Um, Lee Joe, Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, as far as I know, no, the, the baby's not gaining any weight. Uh, I can't say that it's lost weight, but the baby's problem is that it basically only digests breast milk, and I had kids like that as well. So I understand what's going on. Yeah. Every time you try and introduce a new food, they're puking or they're constipated, and it's just and our, my kids didn't hardly take anything but right. until they were over a year old. Now, who did you hear so, that the baby had not gained any weight since it had been in the hospital? That was that was the last uh, last report from Marissa. So, yeah, and the and the baby's not, and it's and it's lethargic now. It's really not able to digest whatever they're feeding it. Yeah. And I'm hoping they're finding some donor breast milk or something, if they're trying to feed it. But it's I I, I don't hold out hope if they're not actually you know giving it actual breast milk because it, it my kids did the same thing. It's just a just that's that's the way they're set up. Every time they get something but breast milk, they they plug up and they puke up and they they just reject it. Basically, yeah. I don't know if anybody else has had that problem. It's, but it's not it's not a completely unusual problem, and it's it's something we've heard of no. before, obviously. Right. Well, and, and, I, and my, like I said, I'm wondering. And were, I, uh, go ahead. Mine were uh, really almost 12 months old before we could start getting them onto any other food, and mm-hmm. even then, it was. You know, it, it was suppositories to try and get them to flow. They just, uh, they just, they weren't ready for it and didn't act ready for it. And it was, it was a pain in the neck. Yeah. And I understand entirely what this family's going through. You know, and getting enough nutrition to those babies, and then trying to get them, you now, know, because they tell you start feeding them stuff at six months or eight months. But some when when yours were small, when yours were small, if anybody had said, "Hand me your baby, and then I'm not going to give it back," would you have handed it over? No, I'd have shot him. <laughs> so that's what I would have done. Okay, well, I wouldn't have gone that yeah, far, but I wouldn't have handed over the baby. Life. That's that's personal defense of life. That's that's what that is. That's, yeah. You, you don't. You don't you don't play this game on such a random level like the CPS is doing right now, or or like Sheriff Clifford's statement says. It's kind of a he's he's well beyond his authority there. To, uh, you know, yeah. And just why can't you have the mother in the hospital like she was a week and a half ago with the baby, trying to feed the baby and, and bring it up? You know, why are they excluding the mother from this? Who is its sole source of nutrition? Why? 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 Makes you no know, that, sense. That's a, that 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 is a part that you know, and a great question. Um, and it's and it's got to be something political. It honestly does. It has to be. This is Diego Rodriguez's. This is Ammon Bundy's public relations guy. It's his grandkid. This something is up at at from the state departments from Dave Jepson or the governor or something's going on there. This is some kind of retaliation. So you, you think that the police department is retaliating against 
Well, Ammon Bundy by going after department. Diego or or who? Yeah, it's not the police department. They're just doing whatever CPS says. But CPS is the state agency which directed this upon the doctor calling and say saying she he missed an appointment. So, so you CPS think you think you think child protective services is retaliating for something? I think there has to be something going on there. There really has to be because of who it is. And, and, and just you miss an appointment in the morning and you call and you say, I'm sick, which we don't go to appointments anymore now that we're sick, right? If you're sick, you stay home. You call and you say, I'm sick. I can't take the baby in. And then in, what, 12 hours, the baby's being taken away by CPS? Seems a little quick, doesn't there it? Wasn't some, what, there wasn't some alarm out there, something set, you know, somebody said, Hey, if anything happens with anybody around Bundy, you make sure you pull them in or, or make it look bad. Or It's just too too many weird, weird coincidences here. Weird yeah. coincidences. Yeah, I, and, I, and, I don't know. You know, once again, we're, we're not in, you know, the inner circle of what, what's going on here. Um, you know, we, we have heard from the police and said that they did try to get in contact with the Child Protective Services, did try to get in contact with the family uh, throughout the day right. and and couldn't get in contact with him or could didn't get a return phone call from them after they had canceled so I, I and i don't know if that's true or not i just know that that's a statement that was made if, that they tried to get know, in contact with if, him. if you know what i know about how cps treats most of their cases do you answer that do you because honestly they they put kids into foster care that really get abused and they do very little supervising in foster care they're and it's yeah, I don't, really I, not I don't know system. anything it's about really child broken. protective services, so I couldn't. But they do. Couldn't so even come to answer, answer that question. They, they do. Did they answer the phone and say, uh, "Hello, yes, you'd like to take my, take my baby?" No, they know what happens when CPS gets involved. It's this. It's a mess immediately when CPS gets involved. Yeah, it's, it's, All right. Thank, it's, thank you it's, for the phone it's, call. It's never a simple thing ever. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wiles. We'll take a quick break. Get to our final couple of phone calls. Final segment on the way next. Day from 10 to 1. It's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.51, just a few more minutes left in our final segment today. EJ in Meridian. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Yes, you know when child protective services are, are called in, it's for a particular serious reason. When that child is not gaining weight and has to go to the hospital, needs problems like that, it's very upsetting for a mother. But the main thing is the paramedics and the police officers will make that decision, get that child to the hospital, get things taken care of, save a life, not all the emotionalism. The mom needs to sit back and be thankful we have good care that takes care of the children, middle age, oldies, whatever. It's a tough job. And our police officers and paramedics, they take a lot of guff. And our firemen, we need to be more appreciative and settle, look into the situation, see what's happening, and not go off on a radical rant. Because as a retired nurse, I've seen it too many times. There's been babies that have been lost. And if they had had the care that this child is getting, it would be alive. You know, I, I wonder in this particular instance if the baby, you know, isn't able to, 
um, gain weight because it can't eat foods, it's throwing up or, or whatnot, is, and you being uh, a nurse, would IV be one of the only ways that they'd be oh, able to keep it nourished? Oh, you bet. And there's all kinds. Oh, sure. They can start giving them things, IV, to get them built up. Oh, yes, there's all kinds of nutrients. They First, they get liquids in them. And then they go in and they examine, see what the problem is. Sometimes it's just merely constipation. And they will find that out right away. They they take lab work and they do that lab work stat. They'll find out what's going on. But all this, oh, they're doing this bad and that bad. Shame on them. That right. let the medical people and our our police force let them do what they're trained to do. That I, it's just very disconcerting when people have to get into it politically and all that. The life of the baby, the comfort of that baby. The, that's the most important thing. Thank you, EJ. Appreciate the call. Uh, Mike in Nampa, we got about a minute and a half here. Hey, she said it. I just love that. And I think the men on both sides, uh, actually, I want to say that I heard the interview on my drive yesterday um, with Nate, and that guy was not being upfront. I don't trust the motives. And so I wasn't even going to listen to you guys. Last, till this last minute, and I'm so glad that you put that nurse on, and she she's just right on, and you know that there's I'm just disgusted, but she said it. She Wait, her her words came. Let's from, go, let's from go back a little bit to your previous statement. What do you mean you haven't been listening to us until the last minute? We're well, on at six I, o'clock in the morning, Mike. And I'm I was up at three. And but I can tell you, I because um, because I just can't have, I don't have enough control of my emotions yeah. for them not. To <laughs> no, I, I get that down. totally. I, I get that totally. You don't like to be riled up that early in the morning. No, I, I don't. I, even in the midday, the, uh, <laughs> oh, I okay. don't have that yet. I he don't have like, that yet under control. He doesn't want to get riled up at any time of the day, Chris. <laughs> right. Not for this, not for this. I appreciate it. Not for this stuff. Okay. Not for this. Uh, All right. I I guess as far as excuses, I guess we'll we'll stick with that one. Lisa writes in, uh, "Hi, Chris. Do you know why Casper finds it necessary to repeatedly remind us that he's not a doctor?" Okay, I I do understand that completely. Um, And I'll explain this to you. When people are in radio as as a career, they're almost always obsessed with what they should have been doing for a living. And I don't want to come off as a professional in any way, shape, or form. And in some instances, I do play doctor on the radio. I admit it. But in this instance, I'm not even going to try. Yeah. Because I, I just don't know enough about the situation. I, I like doing that. You know, every medical, every medical discussion we have saying, uh, of course, you know, check with your own personal physician, uh, you know, for advice. Don't listen to me. That's about it for today. Uh, 20 min- hour break. I was going to say 20 minute break. That's not long enough. Uh, we're on a 20 hour break. We'll be back again tomorrow. Before um, uh, I leave, we've got a $50 gift certificate to Huck House Brunchette.